AW Rampage, in which Eddie Kingston makes CM Punk not into a heel, but tells him some home truths. They have a bit of an argument. They have a, a sort of discussion and, you know, it's one of those, they meet together in the ring and get it off each other's chests. And um, it's sort of a a meeting of, well, I can be more effective than you can. I'm a better talker than you are. And what Kingston does is he, he makes people aware of how smug... CM Punk can seem to be. I believe that's the case, but I'll say again, I was never there at the time when he was so successful in the WWE. I don't know what all the fuss is about, frankly, and since he's come back, he's really rested on that heritage of, well, you know, I'm not quite sure if I can get back in the ring. In the ring, he's all right, but he's nothing special. And on the mic, he's all right, but he's nothing special. And you know what? He calls out CM Punk's entitlement. And then CM Punk goes too far. He says, well, you know, we were just... We were just trying to make you into a better wrestler. As if to say, well, you know, you weren't that good to start with and we just want to try and make you feel better and get better. That's not going to really endear you to some fans. It really isn't. Now, they will fight, and they will fight at full gear. But as CM Punk said, I think you need to start at somewhere a bit lower, like elevation. People like Kingston. I don't know what AEW are doing here. Perhaps they're going to try and turn CM Punk heel. It would be the kind of thing that... Tony Khan would like to do after having a few weeks of real success here with with punk and merch going going out I presume and lots of fans liking it but here Kingston told him home truths and punk couldn't take it that's the big takeaway headline here punk's not as good as he thinks he is in my view that's the way I saw it Kingston is a better talker. Kingston maybe not as good in the ring, but Punk's no great shakes either. Okay, let's start off though with Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bowens. Why? I don't know. Mainly because you bought Brian Danielson, so need to show him off. Good rap from Caster, particularly because um, a little bit of an attack on or a little bit of a verbal joust or a verbal barb to John Laurinaitis, who of course is uh, is Brian Danielson's father-in-law, about closing down careers. <laughs> oh yes! Excalibur says that this is the fastest 60 minutes of wrestling. No, I don't think so. I think the fastest 60 minutes of wrestling at the moment would be Memphis wrestling. But it's not too bad. And this match is actually okay. There's a cross-arm breaker from Danielson, but Bowens rolls over. Then we see a nasty kick to the back for his... Um, for doing that there's a lovely moment when they're outside Bowen's in the electric chair he has um, Daniel's in the electric chair position and then smacks his face on the apron that is very nice he also hits a lovely draping twisting neck breaker 
which is which I mean sounds great it looks great it's called the arrival and that's fabulous really nice but of course we've got some kicks to um, and some stomps to for, for Danielson and, and a roll to the lock for the tap it was okay the crowd were hotter than they needed to be or perhaps should have been for a match of this type then we've got a little bit with FTR and um, and Andrade Ali Dono paying um, MJF as he runs away with the money he says pinnacle for life really no I think pinnacle just for a couple of months and we've now forgotten about them haven't we Okay, after we get the Punk versus Kingston skit. Is it a skit? Or is it a work? Whatever it is, it didn't make Punk look good. We've got the Bunny versus Red Velvet. Now, it doesn't go long enough, this. Jade Cargill is in the is in the is in the crowd. I don't really care where she is. Velvet takes charge early, but then Bunny stomps Velvet's face into the steps. To come back a bit, yes. There's a very nice red velvet stunner, and then a sort of, it's a it's a kind of famouser, you know. But it's it, with a somersault in it, with a, which is called the final flight, I think, for the pin. I could have seen this go maybe ten minutes longer actually, but they needed the time for Cole versus John Silver, who's asked Adam Cole to cut his hair off and call himself Budge. I, I don't know. Anyway, the crowd are into it, or they've all been given signs to hold anyway. There are some beals from John Silver to begin with, and a lovely Adam Cole snap mare to the, on the apron, which is very lovely. He's behind him, and he just sort of snap mares him over. It's lovely. Or rather, in front of him, not behind him. That wouldn't work, would it? They do the kiss bit, but it's on the outside. That's very nicely done. And then there's a great um, Silver... Um, Attempt at Arana counted into a, or rather a cold attempt at Arama counted into a Liger bomb for a long two. When there's lots of stuff at ringside, so you've got, you've already got the books out there, the dog order come out, they all have an argument. Adam Cole thinks I'll take this opportunity for a low blow, but Silver is ready. Hits a low kick of his own, and then another long, another long two with another Liger bomb, but. After a Panama sunrise is blocked into an Alabama slam right into the turnbuckles. And remember, they're playing this concerto on the back of the head and all of that. And Cole's playing that. He eventually gets big kicks and a sort of drive-by for the pin. That was okay as a main event. Quite nice. And I like Silver's work. And I like that they've got the, the Dark Order back to the humour that they were. But, um... The main headline from this is that Punk tried to get real and was made to look foolish and was also made to look like a heel. Tried to get real, looks like a heel. Kingston's way better than you at this. Don't be so arrogant that you think you're better than him. You got served. And now people are confused. Not me though. I didn't really care about you in the first place. Ta-ta.